All right, this is Clay here coming to you from uh, a nice little walk from a retail park, picking up my lunch, getting ready to head to the car and bring you another episode of the podcast. And I thought I'd start on the walk back because it's such a fabulous day out. And I wanted to capture some of this freshness. I love a fresh, cool, crisp day. It's just one of those days, as I said earlier on Twitter, it's one of those days that puts hair on your chest. <laughs> and I know some of you will be like, I don't want any more hair on my chest. But man, it just feels glorious. And I am a heat baby, but I do love this right in between being too cold and not warm enough. All right, so let's do this. I am now in my car. I've finished eating lunch. <laughs> and I am ready to do some podcasting because one of the things that I wanted to do is commit to bringing you a podcast as close to daily as possible. Sometimes it might not be possible. Workload gets out of the way and things get crazy. And well, you know how it goes. <laughs> and, but the intention is to pump one of these things out daily, at least Monday through Friday. Anyway, everybody's got to take a break every now and then. And in fact, partly what I want to talk to you about today is an article that I came across in the Yoga Journal. And it's written by a New York Times, two times New York Times bestselling author, Anne Alexander. And she's profiling Dr. Amishi Jha, a neuroscientist who wrote the book Peak Mind which seems to be getting a lot of attention these days and it's focused and it's funny <laughs> a lot of attention is because it's focused on mindfulness and doing something with our attention and i think it's uh it's it is a necessary and an important concept to actually get under control and i'm very 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 guilty of a lot of what Ja talks about in her book, Peak Mind. So this was definitely arriving in my consciousness at the right time. Now Ja says that attention is your superpower. Attention regulates, according to Ja, how you perceive your life, think your thoughts, Feel your feelings, enjoy your memories, and daydream about the future. And she's broken the attention into a three-part system, which I'll talk about here shortly. And this three-part system is something that we have to come to get to grips with and how to, to manage this three-part system or how it maybe manages us, I guess, in that instance as well. So, 
what zaps our attention. And I guess if you ask yourself that question and just let that resonate with you for a second, there's a loads of things that zaps our attention. And it turns out, according to Ja, that our attention system can get depleted when you're trying to burn the candle at both ends. Now, I have been guilty of this and I'm still guilty of burning the candle at both ends, but I've convinced myself that my body's adapted and I am in tune with my body. I mean, I am up at f- between 4.30 and 5.30 m- most mornings, like seven days a week. I mean, I'll sleep in till I say sleep in, I'm lying in the bed until about six or six, maybe at a stretch, 6.30 on the weekends. But Monday through Friday, I'm out of the rack by 5.30. I try and stay, I mean, I, sometimes I'm woke, I wake up at, you know, 3.30, but I force myself to stay in because I know I'll pay for it later on. But, and I don't go to bed. A lot of people ask me, well, okay, so that's pretty early that you get up, you know, five o'clock. How how early do you go to bed? But that's just it. I don't go to bed that early. I'm in the bed between 11 and midnight. So yeah, I'm definitely guilty of burning the candle at both ends. And I have often wondered, uh, you know, how, what would my life be like if I didn't burn the candle at both ends? And I might have to, I might have to return back to try and do an experiment to get myself to sleep longer. But that's another, that's another podcast, I think, to talk about sleep. And there's an interesting part here where she says that 50% of our lives where are, we are not paying attention So we're missing 50% of our lives due to the fact that our attention is all over the place. Now that's shocking, actually. Very shocking (laughs) to think that you're missing 50% of your life. So the three parts of the attention system. So if you want to understand your attention system, it's composed of these three parts, the flashlight, the floodlight, and the juggler. Now, the flashlight, according to Ja, is when your attention is focused wherever you point it. So it's the the laser focus. So for example, if you're looking for something in the house, you're looking for your car keys or something, your flashlight attention will hone in on Um, looking in all the familiar places that your keys might be in. So it's very focused. And then you have the floodlight. Now the flashlight is very narrow. The floodlight is broad and open. So this is the part of your attention that's paying attention to all the things that are going around. So like when you are driving into work in the morning, it's the part of your attention that's keeping an eye on your speed, watching out for pedestrians and cyclists and, you know, the 
the driver who's in a hurry to get somewhere. Uh, it's the one that's paying attention to all the things that are going on in the environment. And then you've got the juggler. Now, the juggler, according to Ja, directs, oversees, and manages what you're doing minute to minute. So the juggler ensures that our actions, as Ja says, are aligned with what you're aiming to do. So the juggler keeps your goals in mind so that your behavior stays on track and delivers what you're trying to deliver. So if you're doing like what I'm doing right now and making a podcast in a car during your lunch break, the juggler is paying attention to the fact that, you know, it's 20 to 2 and I need to make sure that I'm back in for 1400. So it just keeps nudging you to help keep you on task or on track. So Josh says we need to learn to pay attention to our attention. And it's our work in memory that enables these three subsystems to coordinate uh, their roles inside your brain. So according to Josh, your work in memory is like a scratch pad. It's kind of a, a temporary workspace in the brain where you can manipulate the flashlight, the floodlight, and the jugular over short periods of time, from a few seconds to a minute, max, says John. So anytime you pay attention, flashlight, floodlight, or juggler, the information that's being processed is temporarily stored in your working memory. Now, together, the attention and working memory systems form the contents of your conscious experience, according to job and they uh, enable you to use the information as you go through life so as Josh says your attention is powerful but it's not invincible and this is interesting the brain is primed to shimmy between these three subsystems on the work and memory scratch pad uh, it helps you to hunt for the gazelle on the savannah this is the example um, that the author is using with the flashlight and be alert to dangers with your floodlight and bring you home to dinner to satisfy the juggler. Now, while this ability was essential on a savannah, it makes you vulnerable prey to the intense attention market economy. And you know what those are. Those dings, those alerts, those breaking news flashes, all are drain or your attention. Now, as the author goes on to point out here, you know, don't blame this all on social media and the Internet or your phone. Because as she says, you know what, monks have been trying to get away from this distraction business for centuries. (laughs) So it's something it's more something about our inside of our own heads. That is the the culprit. So the the brain, your biggest attention brain drain is something that's inside your head. So it's your thoughts, your emotions, your regrets, worries, desires, your plans, 
you know, all that bubbling cauldron of busyness that's going on and taking, zapping your attention. So it's constantly being yanked away from where you want it to be and onto something else, something that your mind has decided is more relevant and urgent. Even, as John says, that is the furthest thing from the truth. And she said, if you add on top of that stress and poor mood and threat, you got yourself some degraded attention. So, how do you take care of this superpower? And Josh says, one way to stop or to take care of this superpower is to stop trying to multitask and think monotasking instead. Although, as she points out, you know, sometimes it's unavoidable. Your job, kids, <laughs> you know, the dinner, getting ready to burn. You know, there's a lot of things that can, um, you know, force you into a space of having to multitask. So, and here's the, this is the big piece here that I think if you're wanting to work on this, it is being able to use mindfulness and anchor your attention in the present moment and experience it without editorializing it or making up stories about what's happening or what will happen. So, it's, And that is how you can clear the mental fog and declutter the mind and sharpen your mental focus, as Josh says, so you can experience more of your life. Now, mindfulness is something that I have practiced on and off over the years. I'm aware of its benefit. And then I let myself slide and just get wrapped up in all of this attention grabbing things that are going on. And I do get to a point where it's like, oh, no, I got to get back into my mindful practice. And even as I'm reading this article, I'm thinking, you know what? I really need to get back into my mindfulness practice because, you know, I've been out of practice for a long time. You know, I have pockets when I'm out and I'm going for a walk around in the fields. I have those pockets sometimes when I'm working out, just kind of in the zone and being there. But for the most part through the day, I'm all over the place. And I am so bad, people. I mean, I have, you know, the dual screen computer going on with different tabs and programs on either side. That I'm working. I got the phone on the desk with something else going on. I got the iPad out with something else going on there. And then if I'm doing some client work for a specific client, I got the laptop, my other laptop out and it's up and doing stuff. And let alone all the stuff that's going on around me in the house or in the office or what have you. So I am the biggest culprit here of not being present in the moment necessarily. Although I must say, like this morning, when I'm editing, whether it's editing a podcast or editing a video, I am very narrow focused. But anyway, here's a, 
here's a here's a, a practice that's outlined in the Peak Mind book that Ja recommends. 12 minutes, it was 12 minute a day program to train your brain to take back control of your attention by focusing, daily focusing practices and tapping your attention for peak performance. So, and I know, you know, there may be listeners that are new to mindfulness. Uh, you can hop onto Google and find some stuff on it, but here I'll outline some. You know, this program that Jar recommends. And she calls it Stop. And she say she says, you know, practice this a few times a day to raise your awareness about where your attention is at any given moment. So stop. The S is for stop what you're doing for a moment. T, take a breath. The O Observe what's happening in your mind, your thoughts, emotions, body sensations, and around you, your environment, your circumstances, and notice without becoming drawn into what's going on. Just observe and allow and accept. And then the P, proceed with greater focus and clarity. So I'm going to practice that this afternoon. I'm going to practice stop. And I... I um, challenge you to practice stop. After you finish listening to this podcast, you know, take some point in time after you've listened to this and practice stop. Stop what you're doing. Take a breath. Observe what's happening around you without going into getting into it. Just noticing it. Just observe it. Allow it to and accept it. And then proceed with greater focus and clarity. So that's the practice. That's the thing to do. And go out and get yourself a copy of Peak Mind. I'll leave a link in the show notes. And yes, it will be an affiliate link. Because as you know, one of the ways that I try to keep the lights on on the podcast (laughs) is through uh, affiliate links mostly to amazon in fact there was a time when before streaming (laughs) services like apple has gone into i used to do some stuff on the uh, apple affiliate but uh, mostly 99 percent of my affiliate marketing is amazon and if you're familiar with how that works essentially you click on the link and you don't even have to buy the thing that i recommend Although I only recommend stuff that I think is worthwhile recommending. But you could click on the link and buy anything and I'll get a little bit of a kickback from Amazon. Doesn't affect you or cost you any more at all. So it's seamless to you. You won't even know it. But it helps. It helps to keep the podcast running. So I'll leave that link in the show notes and now my juggler, my juggler is saying, hey, dude, you got about 10 minutes to get going. So wrap this up. <laughs> wrap it up. Wrap it up. Now, here's, a, here's another thing. Here's another task. Here's another way you can help me out. 
So yes, the affiliate link is there. Even if you don't want to buy Peak Minds, if you're going on to Amazon to go buy something after you've listened to this podcast, just click on it and go do your thing. But the other thing is, I'm making this commitment to podcast on a on a near daily basis, as daily as I can get, five days a week, uh, is the practice, the muscle that I want to get to, the bonus maybe on the weekend. But as I make these, if you like them, two things you can do. One, well, three things actually. Click on that affiliate link if you're going to be going to do some Amazon stuff or you like the thing that I recommend and you can just buy it. Share the episode, you know, like it. And then pimp that puppy around on Facebook, Twitter, you know, wherever you hang out at. Just pimp it around. Email it to someone, whatever, just pimp it around so more people listen to it. And that gives me that nice, warm, fuzzy feeling that uh, people are listening and responding. But only send it if you know if you like it. I'm not saying just send junk around. <laughs> if you get value from it, send it around to others to get value from it as well. And if you got some super value from it, so if you stopped dead in your tracks and said, damn, that's exactly what I needed to hear today. You know, then there's a link here to buy me a coffee, basically. So you could do that. It's just, it's a the it's the PayPal thing um, that just allows you to, you know, give me a tip. You know, just think of the street busker or the piano player with his tip jar up there. The barista making coffees and they've got their little tip jar there. It's a way to tip. Tip me if you found uh, or took some value away from this episode. Okay, the juggle is really on me now and I gotta go. Peace, love, and happiness to you. You know, go out there, do the thing that you came here to do. Don't delay. Don't. Don't live life as if you have an eternity to live. Live life as if you it is as it is, which is it's very, very, um, yeah. I'm gonna say finicky is the word, but it's it's you know what I mean. It's it's fleeting. Life is fleeting, and so don't assume you have all the time in the world. Live like. You have limited time, which you do. So do the thing that you came here to do. Do it now. Don't make excuses. Don't put it off till tomorrow. Doesn't have to be a big thing. It could be a small step. It could be multiple small steps, whatever. Just move forward towards that thing that you want to do and achieve. This is Clay, aka Soul Cruiser. Have a good one.